reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Does Sports. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. Always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, the sexual intellectual, dub-waist Husky heartthrob leader of the Husky Army, and a struggling New York Giants fan, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how are you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. How are you? Doing good, doing good. And very special episode this week, as we have two very special guests. Two of my Ohio players, the two biggest Bengals fans I know, the father-son tandem with two more coming up behind them. Okay. Nick Haddix and his boy Caden Haddix. Fellas, how you doing? Great. Doing good, man. I bet you guys are doing great. Your team's going to the Super Bowl this weekend. Yes, sir. Oh, We're ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got the so, <laughs> before we get into it, I want to talk about the uh, AFC Championship game a little bit with you guys. Uh, or even we just rewind back to the beginning of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, let's go back to the beginning of the playoffs. Now, you guys won the division. You felt really good about that. Caden, how did you feel about the Bengals' chances going to the playoffs? Well, um, I don't know. I thought I thought half and half. I don't know. I, okay. I didn't really have a prediction. Basically. Did you think they would do good, or did you think? I think they would do good, yeah. Did you think they'd make it this far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask Dad this. Let me ask Dad this. Because you've seen it for years. You know, them get there and then something happens. They, What was your expectations going in? So as soon as you said that, I think of the Jeremy Hill fumble against Mm -hmm. the Steelers. Like, (laughs) you know, we were that close. So, like, people were asking me, like, you know, are you nervous? Like every game is like, are you nervous? Are you nervous? And like, not really, because I don't really have high expectations. One, I don't have high expectations because of things like that. But two, like having Burrow is like a whole another, you know, it's it's a different feeling having Burrow leading this team. So like, it's almost like a calmness having Burrow, you know, like I don't feel like we're ever out of a game having Burrow. Something that you uh, just touched on that I was going to talk about was uh, that word expectations, right? right? So, like, I know that, like, as a Browns fan, when my team went to the playoffs last year after a long drought or whatever, we didn't really have high expectations because it was more just we were just happy to be there. Right. So I feel like this year the Bengals, in a way, you're kind of playing with house money a little bit because there are no real expectations. Now, I think next year, the year after, the year after, I think if we ask you this question the same time next year, Right. We might get a different answer. You think that's true? Yeah, I think that's true. And I think, like, you know, if you look at the Rams and versus the Bengals, like, you know, we have, like, $59 million in cap space next year. We have a lot of rookie contracts or, you know, guys still on rookie contracts. Rams are, I think they're, like, $8 million over the salary cap already for next year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to make some moves. Von Miller's probably not going to be there, you know, you know. Beckham's probably not going to be there. Like they're going to have to make some, you know, some big changes. So this is they have to win. We're just, you know, we're kind of enjoying it, you know. So uh, now, Caden, your dad talked about Joe Burrow. Uh huh. 
I can imagine as a young kid like yourself, you have got to be just absolutely like Joe Burrow would be my favorite player. What's your feelings on on the Bengals quarterback? And does he give you does he make you think you're going to win every game like your dad said? Yes, I think because he's 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 so calm in the pocket. He makes his moves wisely. He's quick thrower. I think that everything Caden just said so true. So I'm sorry to me to cut you off, Caden. Is like he's he he's calm and he knows what he's doing. And he doesn't panic, right? Yep. Perfect. Very good against the blitz. Uh huh. Yeah, really good. Well, I I don't know. Is he really good against the blitz? Or is he good at taking the hits? Because <laughs> uh, he gets hit a lot. <laughs> but but that he stays cool under pressure. I, I give him that. Uh, he, I mean, what, he gets sacked like nine times or something there? And, and somehow, I think, and me and Eric have talked about on here, is he just keeps coming. He right. keeps coming at you. And he wears you. I, th- I honestly think he wears you down defensively like you know you hit someone so many times and you just expect him to fold right and he doesn't fold he's he finds jamar chase he makes a crazy throw and you know higgins makes a catch and and then they're right back in the game and it's it seems like they frustrate a defense that seems like they've got the game in control and then all of a sudden they they put 14 17 on you real quick and it's a whole different game. And I think it's uh, like, I think Mixon's underrated too, you know, like mm-hmm. the little things he does, you know, he can catch out of the backfield. He's a good blocker. If you watch him downfield, he's always blocking, you know, obviously he's a good runner. So I think he's kind of, you know, he kind of flies under the radar sometimes too, at how good he, he really is, you know. And, and to Caden's point about him being calm under pressure and everything, Caden, that was excellent because I'm here to tell you, I just looked up some stats. Joe Burrow is the highest-rated quarterback in the NFL under pressure. That's what I so thought. So that, that's, that's, spot, that's spot on by you, Caden. Now, Caden, other than Joe Burrow, I, I'm sorry, Nick. I, I, just, I love getting Caden's opinions Backer. here, right? Yeah. Outside, of hear Joe Burrow, outside of Joe Burrow, what player do you think has to have the biggest impact on the game Sunday for the Bengals to win? Oh, I'm going to say Jamar Chase. Attaboy, attaboy. And do you what? think – Uzama. I feel like when the Bengals get in trouble, Caden, I feel like that's a good pick because I feel like Burrow really leans on his tight ends. Mm -hmm. And for a young quarterback, especially under pressure, right, you can't always throw the ball downfield to chase. You can't always let that route develop, right? So if you're under pressure, you kind of kind of dump it down to the running back, dump it down to the tight end right there. And I I was so happy to see Uzama take his knee brace off the other day at the pep rally because – yeah, I thought that was um, the crowds first. They're like, "Oh no!" Then they just take a brace off. They're like, "Ah!" <laughs> Literally. Uh, now, little side note. Now, when the Bengals scored, you hit the gritty in the living room like Jamar does. I think so. I know you got a good gritty. So you do. You do some sort of dance, huh? Uh huh. Oh yeah, I got a couple dances. <laughs> you got a couple. <laughs> now, to me, to me, I think Joe Mixon is gonna be. Because I think he's going to take the pressure off of Burrow if he can get going early. If he can, if Mixon gets going early, I think it could be a long, long day for that Rams defense. I yeah. really do. Yeah, I think I think that's what they're going to come out and try to do. I think is establish a run. I think actually that Caden's right. So I think that the Jalen Ramsey 
uh, Jamar Chase matchup is so like sexy, right? Like it's so like that's what you, Caden. That when you watch football, that's the kind of stuff you pay money for. Is two great players going at it like that. And trust me, you guys got a great one in Jamar Chase. Now, the second most important player on the Bengals, I think, is going to be T. Higgins. Oh yes. Because I think that uh, Ramsey and Jamar is going to be what it is, what it is, right? I think that Jamar is going to win some. I think that Ramsey is going to win some. Now, the secondary ranks, we all talk about the defensive line. Caden, I'm sure you've heard all about Aaron Donald, Von Miller, all them guys, yes. right? And how great that defensive line is. Well, here, I'm here to tell you, the secondary, terrible. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey is the fifth highest rated corner, okay? I'm going to give you the re- – and that's all of pro football. He's fifth overall in coverage grades. I'm going to give you the rest of them. Dante Dion, 73rd. David Long, 130th. Taylor Rapp, 151st. Nick Scott, right behind him, 152nd. Darius Williams, 154th. They have one guy in the top 72 in the NFL in covers. The rest of them, trash. Right. So I think that, like, Ramsey, if, even if Chase isn't winning-winning, I think that Higgins, I'd love to see Boyd get more involved. I've always said that with them. But yeah. I think that Higgins, Jamar will, will win sometimes. T will be winning all, the, all game long, I right. believe. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's hopefully it's downfield. Hopefully they stretch the field out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just I, I'm hoping they mix it up. You know, get mixing going, throw it downfield. Yeah. Hopefully Chase does get involved. Hopefully it's not, you know, just all day to, you know, to avoid Ramsey. But that's what Jesus said. Mixing it up. Mixing. That a boy. <laughs> Let him know. Know the run. Um, now we we've talked a lot about the offense, right? Yep. Now let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Okay. You guys have made a lot of changes over there. I think adding Trey Hendrickson and Mike Hilton were enormous. Yeah. Uh, yep. Barry, I know you're going to hate this, but Eli Apple has found a way to have an impact. <laughs> you know, it's been that, that, and I think the Bengals defense does not get talked about enough, especially what they did the second in the second half of Kansas City. Right. Well, um, they need, they need to replace some two, two, two tacklers because they let Burrow get under pressure. Like, no, no, talking defense. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Jonah Williams and whoever else. Yeah, we're talking – you're talking offensive line. Oh. We're talking defense. The defensive line now. So, so you're thinking like you lost Joby. Yeah. Which I thought was like – we had him in Cleveland for years. He is a monster in the middle. People don't talk about him enough. I thought that was going to hurt. I don't see the Rams really trying to pound the ball a lot against you guys. I think that he, they're going to be airing out because that's what they do. Yeah. Um, what's the one thing that scares you guys the most about the Rams' offense? Um, probably. I mean, obviously Cooper Cup. I think that you know if you let him get going, it'd be trouble. Having having Stafford, it depends on what kind of game he has. You know how you know he's he's either really on or you know he has games where he's like you know he throws three interceptions. You know it's just so it's kind of uh, you know if he's on that could give us some trouble but well i I saw i saw that cooper cup had the most fantasy points (laughs) he yeah in the whole nfl and if he if he has seven catches this week he has the most catches ever in a postseason oh really Really? yeah so he's i mean he's next level freak show stuff like like what he's been doing um barry what do you think about like what do the Bengals have to do on the defensive side of the ball to really contain the rams to me it's it depends on the running back they come out with. Sony Michelle, to me, for experience, playing you know playing with the Patriots and stuff for so long, 
He's been in these big games. If I'm them, I lean on him a lot. Stafford hasn't been here. I mean, how many players does the Rams have that have been on Super Bowl teams? Not many. Right. I mean, this Sony Michelle's been there. He he's their experience. I think they they lean on him to get it started. If Odell starts getting loose, That's that, the there's a huge problem. Right. Because then what do you do with Cooper Cup? Yeah. So so if you get Odell going early, that opens up the floodgates and that will be a long day for the Bengals. But Hendrickson, like you said, is just a different animal. Mm-hmm. And that dude plays a hundred hundred miles an hour er, the whole time he's out there. Right. So it's gonna be a fun, fun little battle there between that Bengals defense and the uh, Rams offense. Yeah, Barry kind of beat me to it there. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think the Cooper Cup is going to get his eight catches for 120 regardless. Right. I think that's there's not much you're going to be able to do to stop that. You don't want the other side of the field going off too, and that you don't want Odell getting triple figures. I think that's when you're in a world. That's you're going to be in a shootout if that happens. And I do think that Burrow can handle himself in a shootout, but again, he's going to be under pressure. You don't want to bond them boys. You, you, you don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. You'd like to be able to control the clock. You'd like to be able to control the game as much as you possibly can. Stafford's going to get loose at some point. Cup's going to get loose at some point. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that well. Um, I, Cam Akers is what he is. I think Sonny Michelle is what he is, too. Neither of these guys really scare the shit out of me right now. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> What's going on I'm here? trying my hardest to read. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, having DJ Reader up front, I mean, the dude's tough to run against, man. I mean, he can shut down a lot of people. So, you know, and then Logan Wilson has played tremendous. You know, the rookie they got, I think they got him the third, fourth round, something like that. I do. He's been a monster for them, too. So, you know, having him back there helps out for sure. So. And you guys got the Ohio player, Sam Hubbard. Yeah, for sure. He's yeah. an absolute beast. Yeah. Uh, Caden, who's your favorite player on the Bengals' defense? Oh. Hmm. Probably Bates. That a boy. You like them fast safeties, don't you? Uh-huh. He always, he always when, when they, they almost throw an interception, but it doesn't happen, he knocks the ball away. Yeah, he's, he's, the one, he, he's the one causing chaos at the point of the ball, right? Right. Yep. He's the one that saves against the Chiefs. Absolutely. Um. Let's talk about that Chiefs game a little bit. I know we're kind of bouncing around a little bit. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I apologize for that. Um, no, you're good. You guys were down, what was it, 20 to 7? What was the score at halftime? 21-3. 21-10. 21-10. P. Rod got that touchdown. Button, yeah. with, the, with the Chiefs getting the ball coming out of the second half. Uh, what was you guys' thoughts at that moment? Because, I mean, you guys, up to maybe that last possession at the goal line, you had not stopped their offense one time. Which is pretty much what happened the first game. So I felt like if they scored right before that half, I felt like it was probably going to be over. But, you know, that was a huge momentum change. I, I can't believe they didn't kick a field goal there. But What a brain fart by them. Yeah. I mean, I, even if they kick a field goal, I think it's it's hard to come back from that. You don't lose that momentum, too. I think that's yeah, when you're getting the ball, I, I don't know. I just I don't understand why you don't kick it there, but you know, I guess when you got Mahomes back there. You know, and I was talking to my buddy who's a Bengals fan. He said, you know, Eric, that's a game the Bengals in the past would have lost. Right. Oh, yeah, that's, for sure. That's something that they, you know, and it was one of the things, like, you guys got to stop the end of the first half. 
you guys got to stop the game in the second half, and all of a sudden you got the ball down 11. It's kind of like an oh crap moment, right? Like, holy right. crap, like everything that went wrong the first half, and here we are. We got yeah. a chance to control this game. We'll yeah, score man. to stop. You know what I mean? So, me and Barry talk about this to death. Yeah, I, I was like, when they had the ball, they were driving, and it was uh, 21 10 at the goal line. I was like, if they get in the end zone here, it's a wrap. Because I was in, in the camp of like, when the Bengals had the ball, on that P Ryan touchdown, you go back and check my Twitter. I tweeted, Bengals have to use all this clock. Mm-hmm. You use all this clock, get these points, and not give the Chiefs the ball at the end of the first half. And literally the very next play, I mean, after I hit tweet, they scored <laughs> on a touchdown. I'm like, oh, that's dope, but it's about to get canceled out. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, that's exactly what I was saying, too. I said, there's too much time left. You know, that felt good to get that touchdown, but I'm like, oh, man, I don't, I don't like where this is going, you know? But, you know, I. Defense stepped up, man, big time. From that point big on, time. a different team. So, I don't know what happened at halftime, but it worked. <laughs> Rams are going down. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> um, I had a couple other things I want to ask you. All oh, about the kicker. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Don't give me a dinner. Money Mac. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that your dude? He's, he's probably my special team's favorite. Yeah. I would hope so. Right. <laughs> he kicked him to the Super Bowl, son. Pick on him, you better be on. Cause like, cause remember they did, he did that bottle flip challenge where he kicked. Oh yeah. He kicked the football and it knocked the. Yeah, you ever see that? Yeah, when he, he was in Florida, Barry, did you see that? He was in the gym and he uh, basically he kicked a field goal. I don't mean to take you guys time. Can you explain what he did? I'll, I'll give it to you. Explain. So so he kicked the field goal and he. He was there was a Gatorade bottle landing what was it, on top of the field goal post and he kicked it and it hit um locked the um bottle bottle cap off of it. Okay, that's pretty impressive. Some precision kicking, Frost. A, a little bit. Hey. He should have been a soccer player. <laughs> uh, and this is what we talk about. Like I say all the time, like football is a three phase game, Caden. You know, people are going to want to talk about the offense. They want to talk about the defense. Special teams is just as important as those other two phases, right? Ask the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's the Packers. That's why they're not playing this weekend. Right. Yeah. And that's why, that's pretty much why we won every single game so far. I mean, and Except that's why you draft a kicker. Yeah. Yeah. So, good kicker, man. That's everyone, you know, was giving them a hard time about the chase pick and then, you know, the pick of taking, you know, the kicker in the fifth round. But, I mean, so far, it's looked pretty good. I was wrong on both counts. Yeah. You can go back and listen. I'm sure we covered the draft on the show. And I was like, they are ridiculous if they don't take Sewell. I know. I was kind of. I was wrong. Yeah. I was on the fence. So, yeah, I'm glad they did what they did. What do you guys think has been the biggest difference between last year and this year? Wait, what? Burrow. (laughs) Burrow. Burrow. Healthy Burrow. Healthy Burrow. Yeah. And and that's the crazy thing. He's, I'm pretty much still a rookie. And, you know, he's done all this you know i mean obviously he has a lot of help there's a lot of you know good young players on that team but i mean to me burrow is is such a game changer what i what i'm afraid of about him is if he gets a sack and he lands on his knee i don't know about that. yeah knock on wood yeah knock on wood <laughs> what do you think the best thing about the Bengals team this year? what's the biggest difference from last year um they released some people and put new people and they got they hi, um Signed the best free agent. Like who? Um, 
was Ogun Ogun Jobby was a free agent, yeah. right? Hendrickson. Uh huh. There's. Yeah. A, I don't know why they would leave such important players on a different team, <laughs> unless unless it's because of too much cap room. Right. I'm not, but. So Caden's absolutely right. They they hit on some gems in free agency. Yeah, yeah. And they turned the defense around with a few signings. I mean, a lot like we did in Cleveland, it just went the other way. But your quarterback progressed. One thing I think that the Bengals did well, Barry. I'm sorry if you want to jump in here. I know I'm kind of taking time here. Is that they drafted skill positions so well. Mm -hmm. So when when Burrow got there, you had Higgins, you had Mixon, you had Boyd. Uh, Uzama took over for somebody. My like Jeremy Sample or something like that. Uh, they had they had Drew Sample. Um, I mean, it's almost been there for since 2015, I think. We had, had and stuff too at some point. Yeah, he just. I mean, he really hasn't had anyone to throw him the ball like they're using him now. Actually, using him. So. More than Andy Dalton did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the big difference, Caden. Is you have a quarterback and you get these weapons the ball. I mean, right. you can have. There's a reason why Odell Beckham's playing for the Rams right now, not the Browns, because he's playing with a quarterback and getting the ball. So it's an important thing. And, Caden, I'll tell you something. I'm old enough. I've seen Tom Brady's entire career. I watched Tom Brady play in college, okay, against my beloved Buckeyes. No, there has never been a quarterback that has come out since Tom Brady's came to the league that has reminded me more of Tom Brady than Joe Burrow. And it's not even really close. I yeah. mean, he's as far as – Tom Brady. Burrow, he, I, he is. I mean, as far as, like – and everything that Caden said earlier, the, the the pocket presence, the calmness, the poise, the ability to deliver the ball, the competitiveness, right. the uh, self-assuredness, the ability to lead, it's all there. All mm-hmm. of it. And on top of that, dude's a winner. Right. Yep. And he's from Ohio. Uh-huh. They, and he's from Ohio, yeah. They said they said Rob Gronkowski wants to play for Burrow next. <laughs> Would you be happy about that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know. Uh, before we let you guys go, we appreciate you guys so much for taking the time and coming on. Yeah, okay. um, let's get some predictions. for. Well, first off, before we do, I know you guys are having a little uh, decorating your house. What are your plans for the game? They have to be awesome. So we got, you know, my dad and, you know, that whole my brother and all those guys are all coming down. It's pretty much been the same every playoff game, which has been. Honestly, it's been just as good as, you know, the Bengals winning is getting together with, you know, with our my brother, or my dad and just enjoying, you know, because it's it hasn't happened in a long time. So, you know, so they're going to come down. We're going to you know, drink, eat, have a good time. Kate, Kate you're very lucky because my dad's a Browns. My dad's a Steelers fan. I'm a Browns fan. So <laughs> they don't get together for these football games, Kate. He never got together. Even as, as long as I can remember, I had to go somewhere else to watch the Browns. That's just <laughs> the way it was. He was hardcore about it. Uh, Caden, give me your prediction for Sunday and give me the Super Bowl MVP after you give me a score. Um, I'll say 21-28. Bengals. 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 Yeah. I was in my mind, the Ram. I, in my mind, I think the Rams gonna win. But my prediction, my head, my head, my body says yes, but my head says no. <laughs> don't don't even put that we, in your mind. We no. call that cautiously optimistic. All right. So who is gonna, your uh, who's gonna be the MVP on Sunday, Caden? I don't know. What do you think? Um, probably Burrow. Burrow, a boy. Yeah. Uh, Nick, why don't you give me a prediction to MVP for Sunday, bud? 
So I'm going to say 31-27 Bengals, and I'm going to say Joe Mixon's going to be the MVP. I like Oof. it. I like it. Uh, Barry, anything else for the Hacks family before we go? No, man, just uh, appreciate you guys coming on, Caden. It was good to, good to see you, buddy. Uh-huh. And uh, I do want to pass along my my Giants. Last time they've been in the Super Bowl, last two times they walked out with the strap. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass that on to you. I hope you guys win it. Yeah, let's hope, huh? So I'm thank, honest. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, I'm, Nick. I'm sure we'll be talking this week, buddy. Caden, I'm sure we will too. You uh you guys have a great time this week. Soak it up. Enjoy it. This doesn't happen every year. And Caden, very few times in life are you going to do something where you're going to be like, I'm going to remember this moment for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. Sunday, you will remember for the rest of your life, I promise you. Million times. <laughs> We're ready, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> I got all my stuff. Attaboy. All, all right, right well, you guys uh, have a nice evening, okay? All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. See ya. All right, bye-bye. Haddock's <laughs> boys. There they are, out here talking about these Bengals. Can you imagine being, well, I guess you actually lived it. How old were you when the Giants went to the first Super Bowl? you remember it? I don't remember 86, but 1990, I vividly remember where everyone on their knees on the sidelines holding hands. I remember Whitney Houston doing the fucking, the intro. Um, That was wide right. I remember all that. That I vividly to this day, uh, I remember the Ravens cheating us 35 to 7 in 2000 um, with Kerry Collins back there. Uh, and then, you know, of course, 2008 and 2011. Um, I remember all that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's wild. Uh, and again, when your team is there, it is. There's nothing else like that even matters when that when the kick goes off. Nothing else matters. So my first Super Bowl memory actually is a uh, Super Bowl 21 with your Giants. Okay. Because that was the year the Broncos beat the Browns on the drive. Yep. So in my mind, I wanted that to be the Browns or whatever. But that was my. First Super Bowl memory. I remember LT getting the safety on Elway. I remember the Broncos having those white on white uniforms. I remember uh, Phil Sims getting the MVP. I'm looking at some stats now. I do remember he was completed like 20 some passes in a row. Yeah, 21 or 24 or something like that for the he whole game. He was 22 or 25 on the day with 268 yeah. and three touchdowns. Only took one sack. Rate up, <laughs> rate of 150.9. Elway, tougher day, 22 or 37, 304 touchdown pick, three sacks. Joe Moore had a really rough day. In fact, he got he didn't even play the end of the game. Kubiak played. So that was actually my first Super Bowl memory. Um, let's talk about the Super Bowl a little bit, just in general, because I've always been kind of a Super Bowl nut. I have not missed a single Super Bowl since January twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, same. So that's the. I mean, I just I just I I stop life when that game is on. I just think it's a just a celebration of the sport that I love. It should be a holiday in this country. I think that it's just a big, 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 big deal. Um, you know, when I was coming up, my Super Bowl, I was born in 1980. The first one I remember was 87. I was six years old in January 87. I remember the NFC winning 13 straight. Yeah. And my team being an AFC team. And they, they, I mean, it was not even like 
these weren't close games. Other than the, the 1990 Super Bowl that you're talking about was, was it 2019 or whatever 2019, it was? 2019, yep. But the rest of them were, I mean, talking about the NFC just blistering the AFC's ass to the point to where in the mid-90s, the real Super Bowl was actually the Cowboys NFC championship. NFC championship game. Yeah. And then you had the far teams after that. Then Elway, ever since Elway beat the um, Packers in that Super Bowl in 98, it's been kind of a little more even keel back and forth, been kind of more of a level playing field. Um, some of my favorite Super Bowl memories, though, man, over the years, are it's. I remember Steve Young getting the monkey off his back. Nope. Remember that being a big one because I was kind of a Steve Young guy. Um, but for me, it was just always I was envious in my early years because we lost AFC championships and stuff. But, um, I mean, seeing seeing the 49ers, I saw the last two that they had with the Montana years. Yep. That was special. Jerry Rice going ballistic against the Bengals. Yeah. Was another one that he went fucking absolutely berserk in that. To to I, me, I thought, there's it's it's ahead. always amazing that some some team will come out of nowhere like that Chargers team, Natron Means. What you know what I mean? And just has right. a monster year. Stan Humphreys. Yeah, Junior Seau. Yeah. Um just uh God, who the Dirty Bird, the the Falcons that year where they yeah. Jamal Anderson, where they just went off and then miss a kick to not go to the you know what I mean? And it's like just these teams that come out of nowhere and these players that have just career years and carry that team so far and and make Super Bowl memories or, you know, get close. And and that's always the fun part of football for me is it's just always amazing to to see things like that. Uh, something that doesn't get talked about a lot. You talk about teams that come from nowhere. So made me think of this was the. um the 2001 New England Patriots. Yeah. You know, that was the year of 9-11. Um, Bledsoe went down. A young Tom Brady came in. And this was not the Tom Brady that we saw at the end of his career. This was game manager Tom Brady. Just to get, give you guys what he did. 16 of 27 for 145 yards and a touchdown in that Super Bowl. Yep. And that was a typical stat line for him back then. Yes. So, I mean, Antoine Swift, 92 yards rushing, but that's what they did. They won with defense. They won with special teams. Like I was telling Caden earlier, the game has three phases, right? And this is, I mean, Dana Terry, that was not a team that was supposed to win a Super Bowl, especially with a second-year quarterback. He was essentially a game manager and was nowhere close to where he would be. Right, yeah. And and look at the, the year before that, that Ravens, that 2000 Ravens defense. I mean, they won five games and never scored a touchdown. Right. I mean, what do you what are you supposed to do when you can't be beat a team that doesn't score touchdowns and they just their defense is that lights out that you're not doing anything against them? I mean, yeah, that's the best defense I ever saw in my life. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was not I like privy to the '86 Bear, '85 Bears as much as like other people were. You know, it was a slightly. I remember hearing chatter, but I was a little little kid. But that Ravens defense, I'm talking like. Their offense scores ten, they win. They yeah. They I mean five. I I remember them talking. They won five games and never scored a touchdown. And uh, who was the the big Ray? They would talk about Ray Lewis would hide behind him because he's so big. And you basically uh, 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 Sam um Sam Adams. Yeah, and they would be like you could not see Ray Lewis until he was on you. 
he would literally hide. He would hike the ball, and then he'd he'd just be right there. Yeah, I'll, just just because I'm that guy. <laughs> if you go back, look, that Super Bowl is a little gross as far as like the press conferences leading up to it, the media week, yep. because that was when Ray Lewis settled out of court on those murder charges or whatever. Yep. And then the Ravens the whole week up tried to play Ray Lewis as a victim in this yep. whole thing. And that's, I remember that, yeah. That was really like, that would not fly today like it did. No, today. no. Not no. even fucking close. So that was a definite sign of the times thing. Um, the Steelers coming on with Roethlisberger. Yeah. was another, you know, um, Super Bowl 40 against the Seahawks. And it was well, win one for the bus or whatever it was. And yeah, drone bus. That Detroit. playoff run was wild because they were the sixth seed. They were all road games. Bus fumbled one down at the goal line in Indianapolis. Roethlisberger makes a game saving tackle. Yep. I mean, it was an insane. And he that was another one where he was just like the Tom Brady thing. He was managing the game. Yeah. I mean, even that Super Bowl, he played he played terrible in that Super Bowl, but they fucking won. Um. Falcons blowing a 23 lead. Yeah, that was just re- that's insane. Um, I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that 2002 team, again, they're there for a long that the defenses it seemed like the offenses were being carried by the defenses, and then you know midway through, you know when you get to Peyton Manning and those guys, I mean that's when kind of the offenses started you know taking over and you start getting kind of bigger scores in the super bowls but i mean that tampa bay team that defense again Derek brooks warren Sapp, john lynch i mean you're talking about hall of famers mm-hmm. just lights out i mean and if if they get up on you it's it's over it's a wrap and i mean it's it's really to me it's it's a lost era like mm-hmm. with nowadays, just the way the offenses are clicking and things are going, just at that the defensive. I would love to see a team like that again, just kind of for nostalgia purposes to see what they could do in today's era. But as, if you've never seen some of those those teams, those highlights, you know, I su- definitely suggest look them up because it's absolutely incredible to watch. One of my favorite Super Bowls to watch, talk about looking up highlights. I was just about to say that. One of my absolute favorite Super Bowls to ever watch was Super Bowl 38 with the Patriots and the Panthers. Yep. That was an absolute barn burn. I remember we were in for a treat when at the coin toss, you had Brenton Buckner screaming at Patriots players and, and talking shit. And that was a, <laughs> that, that Panthers team was a group of dogs. Yeah, dogs, dogs. They had a young Julius Peppers, yep. Brinson Buck. They had some players on that fucking team. Jake DeLome, Jake uh, DeLome. I believe rookie Steve Smith, Muzin yep. Muhammad. They had some players on that team, and New England jumped out on them a little bit. And then the Patriots, the Panthers, came storming back. And the Patriots yeah. won their first three Super Bowls on last second field goals, which was, was we had never like seen. Thirty-eight, thirty-five. It was a high-scoring yeah. game, yeah. And it was that might have been thirty-seven. Super Bowl 30. I can't remember which one it was. I think it's kind of like you were talking about with Caden is with this Bengals team, they don't know any better. Yes. Like you can, that Panthers team. Hey, we're playing against two time Super Bowl champions here. Fuck it. Let's get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's this Bengals team carrying that confidence. They don't know any better. We're supposed to be here. 
Why not us is what they're saying. And they have a quarterback whose belief matches his ability. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, we talk all the time, like we're talking about all these old Super Bowls, about like Brady managing the game, Trent Dilfer managing the game, Roethlisberger managing the game, Brad Johnson managing the game. Right. Right? I mean, we go on and on. That doesn't happen anymore. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the defenses can't. There's, it's very rare. Like nowadays, is it's rare to see a shutout. Yeah, it's it's rare. And back then, you you'd see at least a couple a week. So you see some thirty-five to threes at least and shit like yeah, that, right? Yeah. Uh, talk to me about one of the most famous Super Bowls of all time, and you can talk about this way better than I can. <laughs> Two thousand seven, when your Giants beat the undefeated Patriots. Did you think now be on now be honest? Stop the bullshit. Did you think you had a chance going to that game? I'll I'll yes I did, and I'll tell you why. Is because the last game of the season is they were going for his they were going for undefeated and we were going to get in and people were expecting the Patriots to sit. They're sit their players. And then it, you know, they come out of the fucking tunnel and nobody's sitting. And that was a full on, full strength. Every, you know, everybody played. And we played them right down to the fucking wire. Eli made some phenomenal, I mean, he answered every time. And Brady ended, we ended up leaving too much time on the clock. And he got down and they beat us. And, to me, and I agree, I've, I've watched the thing with Brady. That, to me, is the greatest team. I mean. They didn't have holes. Not, uh, yeah, I mean, there was nothing. And literally, the only thing you could do was fucking hope that you could get Brady, knock knock him around, get to him. And the Giants had Justin Tuck. They had Justin Tuck. They had Michael Strahan. They had the 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 line to get it done and they played lights out i mean their defense and that run just absolutely fucking shut people down and then and then to go into green bay in the cold i was in sioux falls south dakota um during that nfc championship game at a hotel watched it by myself would not let anyone in the hotel room with me and he, you know, kicked that field goal and he says, we're going to the fucking Super Bowl running around the field. I was fucking jumping up going crazy. We get to that Super Bowl and it's just like this. I mean, this is it. Like, can we can the Giants fucking stop this machine? Because that's what they were. I mean, they were blowing yeah. everyone out. And. When it was close, when it when it was hung right there, fourteen to ten, and then Eli gets out. When he got out of that fucking sack, and it, you just throw it up, and it lands on your helmet, and you get that catch, you you kind of know uh, maybe this ain't our day. If you're a Patriots fan, you got Rodney Harrison all over you, and he still can't knock the ball out. You hit Plaxico. And yeah, you got, I mean, Brady had time, but I honestly think when he got out, that just shell shocked everyone. I think everyone. Me too. Yeah. I was, thought it was just in the grass. stunned. 
I feel like I feel like everybody stopped for a second. Yeah, like what just happened? And he hit Plaxico, the the next play or whatever, touchdown, and that was a, that was a wrap. Seventeen fourteen, um, incredible. I went crazy. Uh, one of the most one of the most memorable Super Bowls to me, probably the most memorable uh, of my lifetime that I've had, just because it was my team. Um, they stopped an undefeated season of 20 and 0 potential. Um, yeah, absolute insanity. I was the thing I thought won that game for you guys was your defensive line. Yeah, uh, you guys gave Brady Fitz. 29 of 48 for 266 in a touchdown, but he was sacked him five times for 37 yards. His, his quarterback rating was only 82.5. Eli played his, I'd say, a typical Eli game sometime. 19 of 34, 255, touchdown pick, took three sacks. But, I mean, you guys didn't have – you guys only had two running backs touch the ball. Presto had 45. Jacobs had 42 yards. Yep. No, yet your leading receiver was Amani Toomer with six for 84. I mean, the stats are very underwhelming offensively. I mean, I guess you expect that in a 17-14 to 14 game. But that game was exactly what the Giants need that to be because if that turned into, like, a, a shootout firepower game, yeah, we that wasn't going to be it. And that was one of the things that, like, you know, I'm not a fan. I'm just a casual observer watching. You just keep waiting for the fucking – you keep waiting for it to happen. You keep waiting for yep. it to happen as far as the Patriots' offense. And it just didn't. Yep. You know, I can almost compare it to like a high state Michigan this year. You kind of wait for a high state to get going, kind of wait for a high state to get going, and they didn't. So and it's yeah, just, it just never happens. And that was the thing is you're sitting there waiting for Brady to moss, Brady to moss, you know, the bomb to blow it open, and it never happened. It's wild that we're talking about Brady like six years apart. Right. <laughs> From yeah. his first Super Bowl to this Super Bowl. He threw 50 touchdown passes this year. I mean, as for, he was, the game manager had been gone. Disappeared, yeah. He was MVP of the league at this point. Yeah. So, just a, a wild career. And we just saw Tom Brady retire. So, before we go on anything else, I mean, as an Ohio State fan, that is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play. And that is the greatest career I've I think it might be the greatest career in sports. I think Jordan's comparable. But, I mean, Brady was – how many Super Bowls did he play in? Ten? Yeah. The man played in ten Super Bowls. Yeah, and his losses That's, are to Eli Manning and uh, who's the other oh, guy? Yeah. Carson Wentz. Nick Foles. Or, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, yeah, because Wentz got hurt. But, it was. I mean, I – Listen, when Tom Brady came out of college, if anybody says they saw this out of Tom Brady, they are yeah. fucking lying. Because yeah. he wasn't even the full-time starter at Michigan. Right. I don't believe at any point. Maybe yeah, the last four yeah. games of the senior year, I think. But he was splitting full-on splitting time. And even when he came in the league, like he wasn't developed at all. So it took a year under um, behind Bledsoe. And I remember when he came in and started quarterback, the name of the starter quarterback, my first thought was, the guy from Michigan? Like yeah. him, like I just I didn't see it. It took me a couple of years to see it. You know what I mean? But yeah, perfect player in the perfect system with the perfect coach for the perfect team, the perfect city with the perfect owner. All the stars aligned, and he and on top of that, the stars aligned for a lot of people. 
but nobody has ever taken advantage more of that opportunity than Tom Brady. And the fact that he worked himself into what he was and it, the TB12 method and him being just a historical figure at yeah. this point, I did not see coming. So congratulations. I'm sure like rivals are happy to see him go, but we will never, ever, ever see something like that again, Barry. I agree. And you asked me, you know, if I thought we had a chance to win that, that first one, I, I thought we did the second one when we, when we got there in 2011, that's the one where I was like, this is where he, he gets us, you know, because mm-hmm. he's, progr- I was like, this is where he, you know, we were, we were on a crazy run, but it's like, this is where he, you know, he gets us. He's pissed. He, he gets his rematch. How many times you get a rematch in the Super Bowl? You know, I mean, right, right. not often. This is where he gets us. And I thought, eh. and then, you know, Knicks and Cruz and those guys have fucking their games and our defensive line still insane. Tuck, OC. Um, and, and it was just incredible. And to pull that off again on Brady is, and that honestly, honestly, if Eli does get into the hall of fame that's that's where his laurels will set is his two super bowl wins over tom brady i mean not that he to me he he deserves to be in but his his over the top marks are you have you hold you're two and oh in the biggest game against the goat and you're the mvp in those games so right and that's i mean that's where his laurels i think lie um, all right, before we get out of here, uh, what's going to happen on Sunday? Man, I, I'm glad Caden's off here and I don't, I, I don't want to break this youngster's heart, but I got a bad feeling that, uh, Matt Stafford, Odell, Aaron Donald, I think Aaron Donald plays like a man possessed. This is something he needs to, to solidify his legacy as a Super Bowl champion, a defensive, just, you know, all-timer. And I think he gets it done. And I think, uh, man, I'm going to say 28 to – I'm going to say 28 to 17. I think the Bengals' offense is going to get off a little bit. Uh, Just because that secondary is so trash and the receivers are so much better. With that said – even the Rams, 35-31. Yeah, that's a that's a definite. Um, it's gonna it can go either way, man. Like I said, I could see the Bengals. I if the Bengals win, I I won't be shocked. So. Yeah, and I got I got a uh, Matt Stafford as the MVP. Okay, I uh, you know what? I'll take. Uh, I'll take Cooper Cup. Ooh. All right. You got anything else before we get out of here? That's it, brother. All right. We'll send, send us home. Send us home. Well, you. Let, me, let me send it. Let me send us home. <laughs> uh, thank the Haddocks boys for coming on tonight. Um, appreciate everybody listening to the Super Bowl blowout extravaganza. You can follow me on Twitter at BFrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. Again, big thanks to Nick and Caden Haddix for coming on. We really appreciate you guys. I'll tell you what, Caden knows his stuff. No kidding. I felt I bad. Was, I was like, <laughs> I was taken back. 
Yeah. I was, I was just texting Nick back and forth, but yeah, I was seriously like taken back. Like this kid speaking with confidence, he knows what he's talking about. He knew the pre Asians. Like he said, bait. And I was bait. like, Who's yeah, that? little deep cut on the favorite player, right? Yeah, I thought that was cool yeah. too. Um, so shout out to them, man. Definitely have them on again in the future. I thought that was fun as hell. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Eric Brown seven four zero. But always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. Rate and view and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate it so much. All right, and with that, good night and God yeah. bless. It goes one, two, three into the four. Erica Berry, you're up with ETF, and that's for sure. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the years to beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time. Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind. Just a few more days until we're back live. Will be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We fall so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah Doing the favor Doing the favor Doing the favor Until next time, doing the favor.